0: dude just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them
1: and welcome to the carve up where this week all guns will be blazing both in and out of the water ladies and gentlemen it's good to be back and uh, broadcasting live from the hq somewhere in sydney where the, where we are uh, is going to remain a mystery because uh, the way we do it here is we carve anything and everybody up on this show. And welcome to the show, boys. The silky smooth, well, silky, and a shooter, two fish, one chips, and a <laughs> yoo-hoo. Yeah, we're very excited about this week's show. Guys, uh, the title says it all, All Guns Ablazing. But before we get into that title, let's talk about that uh, incredible win by Gabriel Medina and Tyler Wright. Who has uh, celebrated her first win on this uh, season's WSL tour for the ladies? And Gabby Medina, man, he's been on a tear.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I, I did watch it. I know, uh, sure, you were away, but you caught the highlights. Look, I was really impressed with B. Durbridge's performance, but uh, I couldn't take anything away from Gabriel Medina. It was funny the the final day from when the event started in the morning. Surf was really, really good, and then the tide change absolutely stuffed it. The low tide, it just sucked everything out of the bank and it just got really bad. It was dreadful conditions for the women. Then they uh, delayed it, came in for the final and Medina was just simply two good boys.
3: Mate, it was, the surfing he did earlier in the uh, in the rounds, you could just see he was building something special, wasn't he? But B Durbridge, I mean, we spoke about it last show. He was the one that was flying under the radar. He's never in anybody's picks. I mean, whenever we're asking each other to you know pick our winners and pick our finalists, his name doesn't come up. But he was absolutely ripping through the, you know, through the competition. Some of the, you know, some of that that, that raw work he was doing, and we talked about raw work versus air work, and some of the raw work he was doing. Well, obviously he was rewarded heavily for that, and uh, got him all the way through the final.
1: Yeah, he's a working man's champion, isn't he? B Durbich. he's up five spots into number eleven, well within range of the top ten now, and uh, with that second place finish and dropping uh, a result here going into Portugal. He's uh, priming himself for a big finish, which uh, we've seen in the past from uh, Bede in in many, many seasons. I also forgot to mention in the beginning of the show, which I normally do, forget to mention a whole bunch of stuff. We got a special guest coming on the show that we spoke about last week. We we're talking about wild cards and all that sort of stuff. Um, and we'll talk about the wild cards in the Mosh Port- Rip Crow Portuguese Pro. Um, last week, uh, we had Dane Reynolds. We were talking a lot about him. Silky, you absolutely blasted well, him. Yeah, plenty well, to say. Yeah. And, and
2: can I just add to that? I got a fair bit of support uh, on the uh, the what, Facebook the pages. From the Americans. No, no. I had people actually <laughs> coming up to me on the street and saying, mate, yeah, I agree. Like, Why does he deserve to get a spot in all these events? So uh, to all those backslappers out there, I just want to give you a big thanks. But, uh, you know, I stand by that. And uh, we're going to speak to Johannes Leek a little bit later, who happened to draw a very interesting character, character, (laughs) <laughs> you still can't get can't it. Can't say it. You're practicing that one before uh, the nah. show too.
3: You blew it. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, no, he's going to come on a bit later, and uh, he does some all the uh, cartoons that you see in Tracks Mag. There are uh, the uh, handiwork.
1: Yeah, and I, I also believe he's going to. Uh, he's got a cartoon of Ellen posing as Stradawazalowski. So that one's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll ask him do. about that. Yeah, one we well, after and, and Peter Mill. I don't know what Peter's trying. He's got, to got to a
2: heap of Pete Mill ones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <He's>,
1: uh, <laughs> it's uh, he's an easy one to draw. But uh, plenty to talk about on tonight's show, guys. France uh, was a revelation in so many different ways. But, uh, again, a big shout-out to Tyler Wright, who now jumps into the top five of the women. But um, any surprises uh, from you guys? We're looking at the ratings here. Gabby, Gabrielle Medina up two spots in the top five. Uh, So the the top five looks like this. Mick Fanning, Adriana De Souza, Owen Wright, Julian Wilson, Gabrielle Medina. That's on the men's side, right? And uh, on the women's side... We are looking at, uh, of course, Carissa Moore is with that yellow jersey, and she is followed very closely by Courtney Conalogue, who's obviously down one spot. Sally Fitzgibbons in the third spot. Lakey Peterson, but Tyler Wright jumps up two spots into the top fives, Boys, uh, with one event to go.
3: I'm a little bit worried about Sally Fitzgibbons. I'm a little bit worried about, you know, she's sort of been the perennial bridesmaid. I'm thinking that some of the girls surfing's overtaking Sally at the moment. I feel like Sally's, if anything, going a little bit backwards as far as compared to the other girls. Uh, uh, that's the, that's the way I'm sort of seeing that. Look,
1: Sally has just been uh, nominated for the Board of Directors uh, and was congratulated by the CEO, Mark Winden, the other day. So she's on Surfing New South Wales Board of Directors now. So I, I think you're right. I think she's she's moving in a different direction. I still think she has a competitive fire, but... She's got a lot on her plate at the moment. And wh- you know what happens when you've got a lot on your plate. I mean, you've got to chew it all up and digest it and see what
3: comes out the other end. I think she just went in a um, a, a running race. but she just I saw something in the paper the other day that she just won a 10,000K a, a or something like that. I saw her going through the red tape at down at Wynn down at Stadium. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know if it was a charity run or something like that, but she, she certainly has got plenty on her plate that she's –
2: just while we're talking about the women Tyler Wright Now I, I find her to be a really dynamic female surfer Like you know people say And it, it's a credit to her surfing That she surfs like a bloke You know now It's not a derogatory term or anything like that It's the, it's the power that she surfs with she's, she's got a bit of that above the lip kind of game Had a pretty uh, checkered season uh, Just hasn't had the results But uh, you know she turns up with the, with the bigger swell So I dare say she'll want to have a, a big end of this disappointing season in, in, her, in her eyes
1: Yeah, look, I think Tyler, uh, you know, going in Hawaii is going to be feeling very, very comfortable. Uh, She could find herself in the top three. I I don't think she's a title contender at this at this stage uh, with one event to go. I think it's going to come down to Courtney and Carusa, but who knows? I mean, you know, if the if the stars fall and align in her favor.
2: Do you you feel there's a bit of a void when Steph not being in those you know handful of contests during the year? She just brings that. Stylish dynamic to the to women's surfing, I feel.
1: Yeah, it was. I don't know. I'll shoot her about you, but I, I agree. Yeah. I think uh, she she brings a lot to surfing. Period. She brings appeal. She brings style. She brings uh, the crowds. She brings the viewers, and and that's what the WSL are definitely you know banking on with Stephanie coming back. A hundred percent next next season. You know, she obviously suffered that bad injury, um, and um, you know she wanted to get herself right to 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 be able to compete in France and now and in, into Portugal. So, um, yeah, definitely she was missing.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, I agree, it's, and it's certainly given the other girls the incentive to you know give this title a crack without her being in contention.
1: Yeah, uh, let's not harp too much on uh, on France. I know we're talking a lot about it now, but uh, a couple of things just before um i think we should shoot off into the next um sort of uh, part of the program tonight on the carve up and give us your feedback on the car uh, on the carve up show facebook we've been getting a, a a lot of feedback a lot of great comments a lot of great questions to ask on the show so we'll be sharing some of those with our with our listeners tonight um big shout out to uh, johnny Mossup and the crew up there on, on the goldie listening and as you do every weekend i hope you guys uh Got my waist size now is at 36 and dropping. <laughs> shooters, same age- as mine, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm getting around to the 34 these days. Yeah, shooters dropping from 42 <laughs> down to 40. And yeah, John
3: man, John Man knows my size, mate. He uh, <laughs> he decked me out for my little Indonesia trip, and it was uh, they fit the threads fitted very very well. well I'm Thank actually sporting
2: Vistler. a uh, aqua pair of Vistler uh, out in the water these days, so uh, yeah, it brings out the colour of my eyes. So I'm quite happy with the product. Did you say that was a see-through? No, it wasn't. It's uh, it's that recyclable non-see-through gear. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right.
1: All right. Well, let's jump back into the like the bubble. I love to talk about oh, the, the bubble. bubble. So the bubble on the boys' side of the uh, WSL uh, rankings list, guys, um, there's a lot of talent right around that uh, sort of 19 to 24 mark with uh, Sebastian Seed sitting in 24th. Uh, Colohan Dino up five spots into 24. Michelle Berez up two into 23. Keanu Singh up 3 into 21, tied with Miguel Pupo, and then you got uh, Jadson Andre. This point spread between 21 and 20 is quite significant, but when you start dropping results, boys, it's going to make Portugal and, if not Hawaii, extremely interesting with the two Hawaiians and then the Tahitian in Sebastian, Michelle, and Keanu right in that position. Well,
2: let's carve them up then. Who's not going to make it? Who are we getting rid of? Who's, who's not going to qualify?
3: I don't think Sebastian is. Sebas is gone. I think he's gone. Sebas yeah. is gone. Oh, yeah. you guys are kidding yourselves, right? He's a triple. Uh, is, this, without... a uh, is no, this a
2: Hawaiian thing?
1: Is this a Hawaiian thing? It's definitely not a Hawaiian thing. But you never count out a guy like Sebastian Zietz. He's out. That... <laughs> oh. I've counted him out. Settle down, boys. <laughs> Sebastian will make it, uh, and I'm and I'm going to be totally biased. I won't even sit on the fence. He will make it. I think the person, uh, the rookies always struggle. Keanu needs a result here in, in Portugal. I, I've grown up with his kid. I was gonna I've, say you've
2: had a fair bit to do with him. Haven't I, you? I've
1: had, I've managed him. Uh, I've grown up with his father's one of my best friends of all time. But in this show, we got to talk about what's true, what's yep. honest. Um, you know, I really wish Keanu would have done some qualifying series events because I know going in Hawaii he's going to be extremely strong and hard to beat, but. He doesn't have that reassurance like Koloa and Dino does. The pressure
2: the is going to be on him too to get the result.
1: Are. I don't care if you're Sonny Garcia. I don't care if you're Kelly Slater at well he's a different kettle of fish. Um, I don't care who you are going into Hawaii. I really wish Keanu would have done a few more events just to have a little bit more of a, a, a buffering.
3: Um, but having so, so, so why didn't he? Was, he? was he backing himself or he just didn't think he, he needed to? I, I think he was backing himself, which yeah. I applaud. I yeah. respect that wholeheartedly, right?
1: But being in 21st position tied, so basically he's 22 or 21, however you want to carve that up, is up to you. But he needs a result here in Portugal. I love like the
3: way he surfed in France.
1: I, I did, and there. I saw a clip of him today actually on Facebook that looked really strong. Uh, the forecast there is not looking favorable for those guys who like tubes, and we'll get into those guys uh, later on in the program here. So, you know, this could be good for Keanu.
2: What about the Spartan? He's had a blood river year, hasn't he? Well, he's like had he injuries. Was, he, was, he, he was like, you know, like uh, he had a stellar, stellar season last year. He was uh, up there, you know, in the world title race for majority of the year. But uh, Two or
1: three wins last
2: year. Yeah, yeah. he won, I mean, won in WA, I think. He won
1: in, in Brazil. Yeah, so... Um, um, you know, and I'll I tell you what, you know, he's he's had a spate of injuries. It was a really bad break in his hand. Um, you know, Miguel Pupo, he's another one who's just, you know... See he, ya. Yeah, he's... See you, Pupo. Uh, yeah, he, he's coming out the back end, and uh, he's gone... I think um, Jordy Smith, obviously, with his injuries, he's – Adam Melling, I'll put a line through him, unfortunately.
3: Oh, I think he's got I think he's got a big result left in him. Oh, you're tough. Oh, he I do, he, he, I'll, I'll he does wait, this every year, I'll but he does this every year. I know, and I've been waiting for it all year, too. I just think he's got a big result in him. Yeah, it's called the 25th. Yeah,
1: no, no. He's had a few of them. <laughs> you know, um, anyways, we're going to wrap it up there. The bubble is boiling right now, boys, and I tell you, I, um, you know – Coming from Hawaii, obviously, I hope Keanu, because he's, he's, he's a best mate. I, I hope he makes it. He backs himself. He gets a result here in Portugal. He makes it back into that 22, but it's going to be a tough ask, let me tell you. Um, but uh, the bubble is boiling. Boys, we're going to go to a short break.
2: No, nah, let's just keep rolling on. <laughs> let's keep rolling on. <laughs> right, I haven't got see. the ads prepared.
3: Oh, I'll tell you what I'll prepare. I'll do, I want to carve Shmoo up here. So we've, <laughs> we've, I've just come back from Coffs Harbour. We've just been up there at a uh, Kids ah, Oz Tag Tournament. Now it was proudly sponsored by Boost Mobile. And was, big and was big walk- shout out, big shout out to our yep. p- potential walking, sponsors. I was walking through the Coffs Harbour not have Stadium. I a job after this. <laughs> and there he was, there's Shmoo, sitting behind the Boost tent, And there was just a plethora of children and kids and that waiting for his order. It was, it was like he was back on tour again. He was signing autographs, he was signing beach balls, and he was signing glasses. Talking trash. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen so my poor young boy, goes and lines up there he gets right to the front of the line and what does Schmoo do he gets up and goes and watches the game of footy and leaves <laughs> him standing there for another half an hour that's the what you call a kids.
1: committed rugby league tragic <laughs> even if it's OzTag. listen the kid wanted an Instagram photo he didn't have five bucks I wasn't going to give it to him he had to wait for it no I'm just kidding uh, well, uh,
2: while we're on the subject of youngsters boys over the weekend I think it's been going for a week or so the world junior titles have been at Oceanside in the States and uh Look, it's a huge story uh, on our Facebook page up the carve-up. It was pointed out to me by one of our Italian fans out there, Andrea Pina. Uh, an Italian took out the under-18s. You know, that's that's a
1: big story. It's
3: massive. Massive it story. Is, it
1: is. Uh, uh, we've got some background on Leo Fervante, um, who has been um, really nurtured by the Quicksilver brand, um, the likes of Kelly Slater, Freddie Pataccia, Dane Reynolds. I mean, when you're in company like that, Kanoa Igarashi, who uh, I don't know if Kainoa ap- actually represented Japan or America. I know he's got dual citizenship there. It would be interesting to try and find that one out. But um, Leo, coming off, breaking his back yeah. in January at the Volcom Pro, has then yeah. gone on to win Great story. a world title uh, in the, in the under-18s. The first ever for, for Italy is Massive. Absolutely massive.
2: Kelly Slater was on Instagram as soon as it it happened, you know, uh, know, singing his praises. So, um, like you just said, you know, he's been lucky enough to have good people around him. But, I mean, Andrea, who who sent us the message about this result, I've seen some photos. uh, He's from down the Sicily way. And, you know, I mean, it's Mediterranean coast. There's not a great deal of waves. So, I'm imagining he does a lot of his surfing in France and Portugal and stuff like that, or potentially he must be over in the States. Is he?
1: Well, with the backing of a big brand like Quicksilver, right? Um, he, Leo's been fortunate enough to, to actually, you know, travel to Hawaii. Um, but he's earned that spot. When you watch this kid surf, you watch his results. Um, he's earned the right to be, one, in the World Junior T- uh, Championships, the ISA World Titles. And two, he's been able to surf with the best. Back when I worked with, with the brand, um, we had a Young Guns program, which I still think today that is, is still going really strong. Uh, Leo would have been considered one of the young guns, um, uh, as would Kano Igarashi, also rides for the Quicksilver brand. So um, massive for Italy. And there is actually surf in Italy. I-, I don't know if you've ever seen any photos or video of Italy, but yeah, it man. gets quite good. It's very fickle.
2: We should point out it was the Vistla ISA World Juniors, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we should point that out. Yeah. Our good friends at Vistla.
1: Yeah, our awesome <laughs> friends at Vistla, size 32. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Easy on the on the mediums. I'll hey, be a small next month,
2: boys. Just on the on this uh, the world junior titles. Thirty six or thirty five nations competed. Now we spoke about the uh, the Olympics. The, the Olympics yes. in twenty twenty. Does this give it a bit more of a uh, I suppose chance? I, I had no idea that there'd be. Thir- I mean, i just look, I've got it in front of me here now. Na- you know, nations like Russia, Austria, uh, Denmark, Wales, Panama. I mean, you know, not what you'd consider great surfing powerhouses, but. I
3: suppose well, it's have, a fair it's
2: a fair amount of countries to you know that could compete at a at the
3: Olympic level. We well, wouldn't have thought that about Italy before. This That's region. right. So I mean, you know, if they're they're pulling champions out of Italy. I mean, uh, let me tell you let me tell you what's smart about uh, the Visla
1: ISA World Games and the fact that you have all these different nations. Right, you put thirty five, forty five, whatever you want to call it, nations together. You put a bunch of wave pools in, in certain locations that will start to breed the sport, breed good champion sur- surfers that will get the bug, then travel around the world. Then you get the backing of of the brands and and the major stakeholders in surfing, which I believe are the surfers themselves, like McFanning and the Kelly Slaters and the Joel Parkinsons and the John John Florences, and the Olympic Committee, the IOC, has to take notice. It has to take notice that there's enough nations. In, this, in the in the sport of surfing to, to war in a spot.
3: Shooter, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I, you, you know what, you're talking about, we're talking about wave pool technology too as well and we're talking about if it's going to become an Olympic sport, it's going to be done in a wave pool. I think you're going to find you're going to get wave pool specialist surfing as compared to Great surface. Is
2: his name Rick? Uh, what was Rick this? Kane. Rick Kane.
3: Yeah, he he, he put his hand so, up. So I'm a bit wary of that. I'm a bit wary that if it does become an Olympic sport and it is held in wave pools, then you're going to get a no. different I type don't, of I surfer. don't think so it will.
2: I'm there's nations up here that aren't mentioned, like Taipei, Thailand, places that actually do, Bali's not on there. I mean, or Indonesia. I can't see that on this uh, on this list. There's there's a lot of nations that do actually surf. I mean, I think we're in Canada and places like that that, that w- would provide. A team to surf in the Olympics. Yeah, and I think, I
1: think what you're trying to say is that, that you, you, the qualification process is going to be the most important part. How do you qualify for that? And I don't think that you're going to get qualified for the Olympics just by going in a wave pool event and, and, and surfing a series, whether it be four or five events, whatever it might be. I think the makeup of Olympic teams is going to be primarily based around um, what they do in the actual ocean surf itself rather than, you know, maybe one or two might come into the equation, but you're never going to get a guy that is like Rick Kane <laughs>
3: that, that mimics the North Shore movie. I mean, you could get the kid from Denmark or Korea coming out and winning Olympic gold and who's, who's never surfed in a, a professional surfing contest in his life. Yeah, that'll never that'll I'm never, I'm that'll, that'll well, never, never happen. Know, I'm saying it will. I'm saying they're going to have wave pool specialists that are going to uh, only excel in those type of conditions, oh, which well. is already sort of happening now and that aren't, uh, in wave pools, you've got kids that are surf- people that surf in wave pools that you wouldn't wouldn't even attempt to go surfing. Well, I
1: mean, the Red Bull Snowdonia event, yeah. you know, had the likes of Mitch Cruz and Jack Freestone and some big hitters in in the sport of surfing. Period. Who's in the general- boat that won it though?
3: I forgot his name. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right, because you've never heard of him. Yeah, it
1: was um, Albie Lair. From, <laughs> it was actually from Maui. There
3: you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget It that was. Anymore. It was. <laughs> yeah. So, and, Google uh, uh, it. But then again,
1: what's Albie Lair really – what else has he done outside well, Al, of that? Albie Lair was a great yeah. junior surfer. He, he competed on the World Qualifying Series for a, a number of years. He just couldn't crack the top 22. Uh, unfortunately. So, you know, as, as most people do, when you have a dig at something and you just don't get to that high level, you gotta, you got to get a day job. But he still competes on, on, a, on a, some, almost an irregular basis in certain events. But, I mean, he went out there and won the thing, and he's, he has, probably hasn't put on a contest jersey or singlet in three or four or five years.
3: Could he win an Olympic gold?
1: Hey, we didn't think that, that professional ice skater could. And
3: if and everyone <laughs> fell down and, and he and, won. And if Albie Lays did win an Olympic gold, how would that be perceived as compared to if a Kelly Slater or a Mick Fanning winning wow. it? And then he deserved to win. Let's, let, let's get our listeners out there, share their yes. thoughts. This is a good discussion point, boys. I
2: love, I love talking about this. And I hate losing. Let's go to a song, <laughs> eh? you. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Carve-Up. Have no idea what that song was. I think Silky
2: put <laughs> mate, that on it's, replay. Mate, it's Hunters and Collectors. It's from uh, one of the ah. great surfing movies of the 80s. Hand
3: over the iPod court, son. <laughs> <laughs> Hand <Seriously, laughs> it over. Seriously,
2: hand it over.
1: We need, <laughs> to, we need to talk. Jesus.
3: <laughs> Who's producing this? <laughs> Bring Will back. Who's producing Will back? Actually, where is Will? <laughs> where <laughs> is He's deep in the jungles we're,
0: we're, of... Uh, we spoke about him tonight. ...of G-Land.
2: No, he'll be, he'll be very upset. Uh, mate, th- we, can't, we can't get hold of him. He had a neck injury uh, from... Uh, Getting some deep pits out speedies there uh, at GLEN. So I uh, hope he's well. well. Big shout out to Will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hi, Will. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> moving right along.
3: Moving right along. Any idea where Chud Spivens is as well? Is he. Um, Mate, I don't know where Chud is. I've no idea. Because La- last I heard
1: about Chud, the rumor is he was on some sardine boat in the middle of the Moche Sea in Portugal. Trying to get back into the bay.
2: It's funny. I heard uh, the last reports I heard, he was up and around Denmark and Sweden with like a Viking beard. Checking out wave pools. Checking out wave pools. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Looking for
3: the Drinking next out me- of
2: a horn of a
1: bullet. Looking for the yeah. next world champ. Uh, boys, uh, before we go on to our next topic, which is what uh, the, the title of this week's show, All Guns Are Blazing, is about, uh, one of the titles, uh, one of the sort of um, concepts or topics, sorry, is
2: spit it out.
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to spit it. has been a long weekend. Yeah. S- is the fact that in the Vistla ISA World Games or World Titles, uh, one of the strongest teams being Australia got fourth. Gentlemen,
2: yeah. fourth. bit shocked, I big have su- to say. Big surprise. Uh, yeah, a bit surprised. Uh, look, congratulations to uh, USA, Hawaii and, and France. Yep. Not, in, not in that order, but... Uh, Look, we just had a look at the lineups of the teams, and Shamu, you, you do know you, the youth coming through, and I think you're quite surprised On a professional too. Professional level, yes. <laughs> <I did. Yeah. laughs> well, those AVOs haven't landed yet, <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, no, but mate, the uh, the Aussie, they had a pretty strong lineup. the uh, The Australian
1: team, they did, and I, when I looked at the complete team, I was I was a bit shocked to see that they were like they didn't even factor into the top three, which is. Uh, a, a bit baffling to me. I mean, you know, y- it's a long, drawn-out event, this Vista ISA World Games, and um, normally the Aussies, they strike right when they need to, and they have the strike power across the field, and to see them in fourth place is a bit surprising. Isn't this
2: good for surfing, but that there's these other nations rising to the top? I mean, sure, Hawaii, USA, Australia have, have been, you know, the top three for, you know, since since day dot, but, you know, France, for example, I know Chile... Won a won a World Series a couple of years ago. Dave Davidson was the coach. So I think it's good for the sport that
3: there's, uh, you know, other nations getting getting in the mix. Well, Smoot, obviously USA and Australia both have great youth programs, you know, training programs uh, for the surfers to come through. But like France and Hawaii, I mean, obviously you know how the Hawaiian programs are. Does it make it even more of a surprise that those that those countries are there at the top? And, and how are their – I mean, how's the funding and how are their training programs – Programs compared to ours. Uh, I think the programs and the training facilities. I think Australia has probably the
1: best training facility out of uh, the top four teams we're talking about. USA finishing first, France second, Hawaii third, and then Australia fourth. So uh, again, it's surprising to see us th- the Aussies down there in fourth place. Hawaii, um, their coaching staff is, is you know second to none with Bert Ishimaro, Reynos Hayes, um, Kahea Hart, you know former qualified. Qualifying Series surfers. Um, But the Aussies are no slouches either. They're coaching staff. They they, they have some amazing uh, facilities and coaching staffs across the board with uh, Samantha Cornish, uh, Clancy Dawson, we'll and We'll get Cameron Clancy Mills. on. Yeah, we'll get Clancy on I would in the next episode. Yeah.
2: So uh, look, I actually tried to get him tonight, but I'm led to believe that they're on the plane home. So yep. for the comp leading into Portugal, we'll try and get him on. Yeah, I think it would be really good insight to listen to what went wrong. What
1: what uh, going into next uh, next ISA or Vista ISA games can be changed if there's going to be any changes in the team. Obviously, kids will you know get get older in age and they might get uh be replaced by uh, a different group of kids but uh i mean what it says about this event is the f- what wh- the biggest talking point i think about this event before we move on boys i think in my opinion is the fact that we have an italian world champion yeah. and a french young lady world champion i there think it's testament to where surfing is going and it's and it's, it's, it's going more and more it's going, to, it's going to mediterranean where uh, it's going seriously it's going to a roma um, but, gentlemen, all guns are blazing. Let's talk about some, some of the young guns coming through the ranks.
2: Boys, page through the Daily Telegraph today. It's a full-page spread on uh, a young Charger from uh, up the coast.
3: Kobe, Kobe Clements. Kobe
2: Clements, yeah. His dad, Steve Clements, former pro surfer. Mate, taking it on.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I made reference off air before we started the show that it, it reminds me of somebody who's already at the top level of our sport, and that's John John Florence, already charging pipeline at the tender age of eight years old. Well, this kid at six was taken on bombs, you know, at his local home break, and now he's traveling around the world, you know, thanks to his incredible sponsors um, and and really taking on some big, massive waves. There was a big uh, photo on the, on the page there, Shooter, of him taking on, like, a 10-footer in indo What were you doing at eight? <laughs> oh, mate, I was still pissing the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was still trying to look up the girls' skirts and kindy. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's an amazing story, and there's a, there's a group of kids, uh, particularly here from in Australia, um, but Kobe Clements really reminds me of the pathway John John Florence took, and now look at where he is.
2: Well, it says in the article, he's I think he's... He goes to Hawaii. He's been there three or four times. He's only nine years old. He's straight out pipe. (laughs) What's that tell you?
1: Well, you know, there's only one thing that concerns me, gentlemen. It's too much too soon. I think uh, if – Steve's pretty level-headed. Steve Clements, Kobe's dad, is is very, very level-headed. He knows the ups and downs of pro surfing. He knows the whole industry in terms of sponsorship and, you know, where it's going if you have that talent. I think there's a really fine line – that has to be approached with caution because we've all seen it in many sports where the kid has, look at Nick Kyrgios. Let's make an example out of Nick Kyrgios, right? Silver spooned. you're the best. Parents are telling you you're that good. And the guy's a dickhead. Exactly right. You know, like that's, that's one, that's one thing Two, burnout, three injuries and four, you know, other kids, um, you know, telling you that you're not that good and, and mentally, um, you know, it can play a, a, a big part in this whole thing. But I think Kobe Clements is well-grounded. I think he's got a massive future. If he can just stay as grounded as dad can keep him, I think uh, Australian surfing's in good hands.
3: And talking about that too, there's not only are they, you know, you've got the real young ones c- uh, coming through for the, you know, heading towards the professional side of the competition surfing, but you've got kids like uh, this Rus- Russell Burke from down the south coast. Chargers. He'd be only, what, 14, 15 years old and he's surfing shipsterns. <laughs> he's surfing... Crazy su- stuff. You know, some of the biggest slabs there are. I- I'm wondering how their parents... How do their oh, parents allow them to do that? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, who's... Well, we've all got kids. Who's taking know, them under their wing? I mean, the parents are sitting at home and they're saying, yeah, go and surf that 20-foot slab, son. You know, <laughs> or, you there's, know? A, there's another young girl, uh,
2: Saber Norris. She's from up Port Macquarie Way. Her dad was an Olympic swimmer, Justin Norris. She's just as good at, in the half-pipe skateboarding as she is on a surfboard. She's busting airs. Uh, there's footage of her on YouTube. Check it out. She wears a little helmet, and she's charging as well. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of young kids out there that are doing some crazy things.
1: Well, Josh Kerr's daughter, she's already hitting the half pipes and getting invited to all these big skate events, and then she's out there riding on a board. I mean, you couldn't have any better coach than <laughs> your dad, who's one of the best in the world, and Josh Kerr. So you got all these this incredible pool of talent um, around the world, Um but the biggest thing for me at this age, at 10 years of age and, and you know, all the way up until your teens, is, is you got to be careful. you gotta make yeah. sure th- you got to make sure that they're kids first A- and they, 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 they have the proper upbringing, they go to their schools, they hang out with their mates, and they don't get spoon-fed to the point where they think their, their crap don't
3: stink because let me tell you, it sh- certainly does. Well, the Moody can do that to you too. They can put you up on that pedestal before you, you, know, before you deserve to be there. And uh, when you when you don't hit those heights, everybody you know everybody sort of cuts you down. But it wasn't sort of it wasn't you to put yourself up there. The media can sometimes put you up there. Look,
2: Danny Wills is a perfect example. He, remember he was in down the line or whatever the, the quicksilver film was at the day. I mean he was a success story. But remember that he was in the spotlight at same thing about eight or nine years old in that in that film. Surf and anger. Jeremy
1: Flores. Another one, yeah. You so, know Kelly had big raps on yeah. Jeremy and Shane Herring. Yeah, Shane Herring. Oh, yeah. And you know well, Shane was a bit older. Well, you know, look, Shane, I competed against Shane a lot. Um, I watched his rise and fall, Yep. and it happens every day of the week in in any sport that you can think of. And, uh, you know, he was one of the best talents in the world um, in the sport of surfing, and I tell you what, he he could have won multiple world titles, but he chose a different path. As you do, and it's it's unfortunate, but uh, that's a great example,
2: mate. No one surfs uh, D.Y. point like him. I think the three.
1: Americans uh, back from my generation, David Eggers, was this kid. No one could beat him. Yeah, no one could beat this kid, David Eggers from San Diego. He was he was the next, um, you know, Joey Baran or Tom Kern, and you know he went down. He took a left instead of a right, and and, and off he went. So, was um, he the next Danny Quack?
2: <laughs> he was surfing the wedge <laughs> with Joey Danny Jenkins
1: one? Yeah, Joey Jenkins, <laughs> Big
2: Alan Salo They're actually listening to the show, by the way uh, Big shout out to all the guys from uh, Newport And all those uh, Yeah, Echo Beach guys Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly Chuck Smivens <laughs> is standing there ISSA? Yeah. Was that it? ISSA? It
1: was the P- PS, PSSA PSAA, which I actually won a couple of And now we can go to a break and I can gloat <laughs> uh, Welcome everybody to the Carval Hope you guys are uh, enjoying the show tonight And uh, commenting on our Facebook page, boys, the car Carve up show, check it out. Uh, you can you can even uh, download the podcast yeah, on, yeah, iTunes. on iTunes. It's yeah, on iTunes. free, yep. yeah. free
2: download. It's free download. It's free until we start charging. And we're getting a lot of feedback too on our uh, Facebook page. The carve-up group—it's a closed, yeah, group. It's closed com- group. It's coming it's, on.
1: It's, well, it's coming fast and thick with, with that last song choice. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, what are you guys well, thinking?
3: I've also got some feedback saying that John Schmuger <laughs> is not a size thirty-two as well. <laughs> no, it's a Visla. Uh, he is not a size thirty-two.
2: <laughs> 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 but but move, moving on, boys, we've got a special guest. Uh, Schmug, yeah, take over.
1: Yeah, we do. We have the uh, the official cartoonist over there at Tracks Magazine. Johannes Leek is going to be joining us on the phone to talk about. How he does, what he does. Johannes, uh, welcome to the Carve-Up Show.
4: Thanks, Shmoo. How are you going?
1: Oh, I'm going good. Uh, everything's uh, well over here. Uh, sorry to put you to sleep during the break on that <laughs> last song that Shooter picked.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now we got through it. We got through it all right.
1: Oh, that's good. Now, uh, so, Johannes, you're, you're the the uh, official cartoonist. We're loving your work, by the way, uh, that, you, that you're doing over there at Tracks Magazine, and uh, I'm sure you're getting a lot of great comments from around the world, but... Uh, I know Shooter's got some, some questions uh, to ask. One is, is is the next cartoon you do about us, just make sure you forget to add his chin. <laughs> <laughs> and, so. and go easy on my nose as well. As, <laughs> as Cooper said, it might have to go into an A3. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, mean,
3: I just wanted to ask you, I saw the, um, the, the surfboards that you had with, with, the, uh, with Slater, Taj, Parker and Mick. They weren't, uh, they weren't caricatures, they were just their profile uh, pictures. What was, yeah. the, what, what, what was that, were the reasoning for those boards?
4: Oh, that was a uh, that was actually a competition that Trax put on where they uh, it was up it was a couple of years ago now at Snapper for the Quickie Pro and uh, yeah they, they were offering to give away those boards they were all the sort of pro model boards and they got me to draw those corresponding pros on each board and then they did a little uh, Instagram raffle off and um, and people won them yeah so but, that's what that was all about but, and I was up there doing them.
3: Mate, no, they were awesome. Yeah. They were awesome, and the 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 yeah. cartoon the cartoons you do, like we saw the one the recent one of Dane Reynolds. Like we we're, were carving Dane up on the show last week, especially Cooper.
2: Well, you, Johannes sent me four caricatures that afternoon.
1: He said it. Well done. Big round of applause for Silky.
2: <laughs> but mate, what's your inspiration, Johannes, for for the stuff you do?
4: Oh look, I don't know. I think it, it actually happened kind of. Uh, Organically, really. I just was watching. It was all. It was. It started around the time when um, the new WSL came in, and suddenly there was these, you know, this panel of experts sitting there with all the ruler edge straight up, and and it was like all American all of a sudden. And I just kind of, I just found it so funny. I just started um, coming up with little ideas about it, and then I was doing these back page illustrations for tracks at the time, and I started off with one where I drew Joe Turpel as a little. Well, you know that Thing in, the, in *The Simpsons*. Yeah, you know <laughs> Krusty the Clown, that little Krusty doll that won't Oh, cut poor up. Joe! <laughs> so, yeah, so I did a little Joe with a with a little ring that you had to pull, and he said talk, you know talks for up to eight hours nonstop and all.
1: So, so we just lost you there you for old. a second there, Johanna uh, uh, Sam. I'm, I'm really, I just wanted to say to you that I, I love your work a lot, and I'm glad I'm not part of that commentary team not, anymore not because yet. I w- I would have hate to have seen what sort of penguin type caricature you would have uh, you would have drawn me up as
4: yeah you, you probably got out just in time mate. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> now I, I want to I want to ask you about the uh the poser uh that's now on the WSL tour uh Ellen DeGeneres posing as Strider <laughs> What what's that all about
4: yeah look uh, I hadn't actually noticed I hadn't tweaked to it until you guys pointed it out and now obviously uh it's undeniable once you once you see that profile shot. It's uncanny, just no, really. It is. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look. Well done for spotting it. Well done for unmasking, uh, the perpetrators. And you uh, know, we,
3: uh, we wait with bated breath for the card to come out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> sure sure yeah well you, you keep 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 your eyes open that there might be something in the in the next mag <laughs> now, yeah yeah
2: and it's just with the, the the drawings you do mate uh you know a lot of them involve the surfers obviously do you get much feedback uh I, i'm led to believe kelly slater's been in contact with you you know do you, positive negative like uh anything in between yeah. what, what's the feedback been from the pros
4: well the feedback that i have gotten by and large has been um has been surprisingly positive. I mean, I drew Slater as Golem a while yeah. <laughs> oh, I've done him as Golem a couple of times now, but the first time I did it was around the same time I was up on the golf when I did those portraits on the surfboards, and I had people saying to me, oh, he's looking for you, he's looking for you, and I was going, oh, far. Anyway, um, but there, yeah, yeah, look, he left a comment and said something like, oh, you didn't do me any favours, and he kind of kept kept his eye on what I've, he basically kept his eye on what I do since then, and that's, that's kind of cool, and yeah, like he when I did that Joe the pell doll, he actually later wrote to me instead. I, I asked Joe to send you the photo that I took of him holding it, and then so I, you know, obviously Joe kind of got it, and, and I've heard from Ross Williams, and he he says he's a fan. So I mean, i have got more set more of a sense of humour than maybe we give you credit for, you know, which is pretty cool. And yeah, but you know, I get I get him I get. It doesn't matter what I do. Sometimes it's the fans more than anything that arc up about stuff. I mean, I've done. Uh, I put Gabriel Medina on. Well, we tracks put Gabriel. A drawing of mine of Gabe on the on the cover. I had him as the big statue in Brazil, Christ the Redeemer. And uh, <laughs> I could, couldn't have been couldn't have been much more positive, you know. But then a couple of a couple of months later, and he did that. These snakes, micro out at snapper. So I drew him as a little snake. And next thing <laughs> like they're it. all they're all you know, losing it. So you can, you've got, it's always one way or the other. You please one lot of people and you piss them, done a lot off, you know, that's how it works. Well, I love you the work. You guys way- know all about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> we,
1: we do in the carve up. we absolutely do, uh, Johannes. Uh, we, we really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, we look forward to more of your work yeah. and, you know, keeping it real because you know, it, it, surfing's a bit of fun and, and that's what we feel you're out there doing. Well,
4: that's, that's exactly right. I think that's the bottom line and, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I have a bit of fun with it, you know. Just when they all start to get a bit too serious, is when you got to come and sort of pop the pop the bubble or something, you know. Before we let
2: you go, Johannes, obviously there's two events remaining, mate. Can you give us a winner of uh, Portugal and who do you think's going to win the title, mate?
4: Well, I think Mick's going to win the title. I can't see him losing interest now, um, so that's my big pick. But uh, Ooh, I don't know. I reckon. I reckon Italo's got a win. In the, a win yet. Italo Ferrera, he's, he's my man. Hey, the old yeah, Brazilian I Andrew Maguire. <laughs> I, I, I underestimated him early in the year, and he's been in my he's been in my last few fantasy teams. So yeah, I'm backing him for a big win. Well, i tell you. Sure. I'll tell
1: you what the weather forecast is looking. Uh, Ioannis, I I think that uh, you got a good pick in Italo Ferreira. And yeah,
4: he's uh, good value, he's, uh, I'd, good value. I'd,
1: he's probably paying good on the on on the tote so uh, you might put a a, a lazy f- a pineapple on him uh, <laughs> for the win there in Portugal I, I think the the conditions are favoring his style and his type of surfing so you never know but uh, we want to thank you for coming on the carve up and uh, keep wa- keep carving those boys up with your your artistry and uh,
2: we love your work
3: good on you Johannes thanks thank Johannes
2: you thanks for the call, there you go Johannes Sleek now if, if you want to uh, see some of his handiwork he is on Instagram Johannes Sleek but, um, you know, by, by tracks, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's got some great cartoons. And, look, he's been doing it for a number of years. He's done – he's did a great uh, piece on a board. He had an exhibition a couple of years back. We had Michael Peterson in that stylish cutback, you know, that famous image. Yeah. And Johannes yeah, actually did a texture drawing of that on a, on a board. It's, uh, he's done some really good work.
3: And, you know watch uh, Silky, talking about, you know, the feedback and that, look, we're all knockabouts. I mean, the WSL, they blow enough smoke up the surfer's ass. It's about time, you know, a bit of a piss take – Never heard anyone. No, it's good, it's good to know it. the commentators don't mind it too. You know? Yeah,
1: they, they love it, mate. You yeah. know, you know, any any uh, any form of media is is good publicity for anybody, and, and if it comes by way of a little bit of cartoon, a little bit of fun, you know, go with the flow, and and you know, as, as 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 you know, the old Aussie saying goes, you know, let let him take the piss.
3: He's carving up by way of cartoon. Yeah, ca- cartoon carve
1: up. He belongs on the on the carve up show, guys. Um, last segment of the evening, of course, uh, going into Portugal. Uh, we've got some amazing wild cards. We've got the 2014 uh, Portuguese World Junior Champ Vasco Ribeiro and Mason Ho um, of the Ho dynasty. Those are the two wild cards. Could really upset some title hopes. Uh, defending Champ Mick Fanning, going to be tough to beat out there, guys. Your picks, who's going to Who's going to be there? Who's going to uh, surprise? Well, w- well, what
2: are you saying the uh, the swell forecast is? Because, look, I've actually surfed there, Super Turbo's, uh, many, many years ago. It's uh, just a panache there. It's a uh, really... Close to the shore, it's just this mad barrel, but it, it's very fickle. But look, I, I, I dare say it's a, generally a left hander's wave, so I, I'd be maybe Medina again.
1: I, look, the forecast for mine, I'm going to go with what you're saying. I think Medina's a really good chance. It doesn't look big, it doesn't look powerful, but then you got to watch guys like Felipe Toledo. You got to watch guys who are, uh, are are dangerous as well. That are in that bubble the Keanu Sings, uh, you know, the Ace Buckens. Um, the Jets and Andres, and Miguel Pupos. Nobody's mentioning Bede Derbidge. Well, <laughs> well he's well, winning. He's let, form. He's let form me stands him. alone. Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, he's in. He's in great form. So Bede, Bede probably should factor into the equation. Kelly, I noticed was in the draw as well. He said he wasn't going to Portugal. I but thought
2: he had uh, rheumatoid arthritis. But
1: <laughs> but uh, he's in the draw. He's in heat seven against Aritz Aramburu and and Adrian Buchan.
3: I have uh, got one for you, Atala uh,
1: Ferrero. What about
3: know, Wiggly Dantes? There's a dark yeah, horse. Leave me at a Ace I love the way he Ace Buckin's on the bubble. Yeah. Now he can, can he pull something out?
1: Ace, Ace Buckin, I, I think he's safe. I think that point spread between 19th and, and 20th is quite significant. I think Ace has enough up his sleeve, let's just say, uh, to, to make the top 22. But, you know, I think Mick Fanning, White Lining, is going to be hard to beat out there. There's, it's so hard to call this early on because there's so many different variables that can happen. Guys on the bubble, guys going for the title, then you got the wild cards coming into play. And,
2: and you know what, as you watch more and more of this, uh, the, the surfing, the conditions really make a difference. Like, look, Owen Wright on that last day sat out in the water for 15 minutes, didn't catch a wave in that heat against Adriana. Parko did the same thing when he got knocked out. It's, it's, uh, it's so, you know, cutthroat in, in, in wave selection or, you know, the tactics that you, you use these days – like, the Brazilians notoriously paddle for everything and scratch around and, and get plenty of waves up where, you know, the, the Aussies or maybe the Yanks or Wines, whatever, will sit there with priority and, you know, these other guys will get plenty of waves underneath them. I think that's what you saw in the last event in France. Yep. Can, can the wild cards trouble anyone? Um, if there's surf. Uh, Vas- you...
1: Vasco's pretty pretty solid in size. Uh, and Mason, obviously, when it's big and barreling, that kids he's, he's so underrated, this kid. And he comes from such a a strong lineage of of surf royalty. Um, But he loves a barrel ride. And I think if it's like you said, uh, or like you said, Silky, if it's those left-handers like Pipeline, Mason Ho will will factor in quite significantly. But the forecast doesn't look like that, guys. So for me, my winner is going to be Gabriel Medina, my dark horse. I'm going to go again with Keanu Asing because he knows he needs a result. So those are my two picks.
3: Shooter? I can't stand Brazilians, so I'm not going to tip any of them. Oh, that's very rude. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm sick of it. They should have their own tour. <laughs> I'm just starting to really well, who, who dislike are you them then? more. I'm picking Mick. I'm sticking with Mick. I stuck with him last time. I'm sticking thick with Mick.
2: I'm saying Gabriel Medina, my dark horse, Nat Young. Nat
3: Young. Yes. Nat ah, Young. Interesting. Why? Why, sir?
2: I just love his. Uh, I think he's
3: a great tube rider. You he know, looks like the he's left got no eyebrows either.
2: Does he have eyebrows? I'm not sure. I haven't really <laughs> got <in> up there for there. I don't he? think he does. Jeez, that's a I think he's
3: got alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> of the eyebrows. <laughs> you are dead set. <laughs> so, Nat Useless. Young's my dark
2: horse. Uh, boys, before we go, uh, we put it on the uh, across our social media platforms. Big story broke uh, over the weekend. And uh, it's one we I want to touch with you, Shooter, as a uh, man in this room with Indoor Legend status. Mate, shots fired at macaronis over the weekend. Mate, give us a little bit of the, the history and your thoughts, because I know um, we've had interest from boats like Mark Coleman, who's a, a legend in the waters around there. And uh, th- you know this 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 kind of what yeah, what's look, it? piracy, I look, dare say, is was what
3: it's called. I got a story about that as well. Give us a spiel. Look over the years, especially up in the Mentowies, the you know the influx of, of boats and land camps are just are just growing, you know, rapidly by the year. Um, I've been to Macaronis when there's been ten boats in the bay. And it's an absolute shit fight. There's people punching on out there. It's a madhouse. Now this Macaroni's Resort's opened. They've uh, struck a deal with the local, you know, tribes, people, the local islanders, and there's only a two-boat mooring policy where only two boats can be in the bay at any one time and the 16 people in the land camp. I think it's been regulated really well, but obviously some boats come in and they don't want to leave and, I mean, surely it shouldn't come to... (laughs) Shots, Shots fired. fired, but look, I, I, look, Shmoo, I was talking to Shmoo about it earlier before the show, and he's all about you know the ocean that's free. The ocean's free, but mate, I'm all for regulating some places, especially when they're getting completely, you know, overcrowded like they well, are now. Shmoo, I,
1: yeah, I wanna you,
5: what's your
3: thoughts?
1: Look, when I when I say the ocean's free, it is free. It's 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 free for everyone. But but I do somewhat agree with you, Shooter, in terms of making the lineups more fun, more safe. Because the last thing you want to do is go out for a surf and get into a punch-up, have a fin chop across your forehead, and, and have people dropping in on people that don't, aren't at the same level. Um, so there needs to be some sort of re- regulation. But t- to go out and fire one across someone's bow yeah. is taking it to the next level. That's just polit- politic bullcrap. And I think that... Um,
2: so who's to blame me? Is it the owners of the land camp? Because the, the stories across the social media, you know, the stories I read... Uh, people were pointing the finger at the Australian owners of Macaroni's Land Camp because uh, they uh, seemed to... Look, we all, look, without you know, being politically incorrect, we all know that uh, you know, there's a sling-on with most of the officials over in these parts of the world. Well, let's not be naive about it. But uh, the story goes that the, the boat skipper offered, offered the coppers some money and he rejected it and so he stayed there or something like that. Correct me if
3: I'm wrong. When I stayed at the Land Camp, I was there only a couple of years ago, the, the boss of the land cam, he is an Aussie guy. He was very big on respecting, you know, and not all of us paddling out in one go, which is what we always do when we're on yeah. boats. But also uh, as many boats as want can come in in the morning before eight o'clock. They can all have a surf. We always made a point of not going surfing early. Then most of the boats go and the two moored boats stay and we sort of give them their surf first and then likewise when yep. we paddle out. Not all 16 paddle out together. Yep. But he was pretty big on not, you know, giving, giving them a bit of space.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I think I think I think you're you, you know you're right there. I think the the camps and the boats need to come together. They need to decide on a policy that's fair for everybody because macaroni's is this wor- world renowned. Everyone wants to surf it. Everyone wants to surf it when it's good. So um, there's something that needs to be done before someone actually gets hurt very seriously over there. And I, I've been there a number of times. I actually we got pulled. Uh, we didn't even see him coming up by pirates back in. I don't know. Back in the '90s, and so they're out there. So not only do you have to worry about the pirates when you're out in the open sea, but you got to worry about these 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 camps and these guys who want to, you know, show their authority. Muscle. Yeah. So muscle people out, and that's only going to ensue violence, and and violence will 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 breed more violence, and then someone will get seriously hurt, and then what happens from there? You know, do the boats keep going there? Do people b- start boycotting it? So the owners of macaroni's need to take all these things into consideration, and they go, okay, guys. Let's let's put a stop to this once and for all, and and come up with a policy that everyone will abide
3: by. And not everyone's going to agree with it. Yeah, I don't think the owners of macaronis would have been asking to go out there with a gun though <laughs> to get rid of him. Well, I don't. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. that. <laughs> I'm not
1: saying that at all. But someone has. Yes. And and as the owners, as the, the the gatekeepers of that that particular break and the surrounding breaks around it, they have a duty of care not only to the people who are paying for the camp, but as surfers themselves. Yep. They need to come together and say, Hey, look. Before we start, people start boycotting this location. We need to fix it because
3: someone is either going to get hurt or killed. Well, but yeah. look, t- that was happening at Tavurvur for years, wasn't it? I don't know if how, what the violence. If, the, if they have to resort to violence, but I mean that was uh, that was what and, 10, uh, 15 and, years. And obviously in Hawaii, like the words you hear a lot is regulate. Yeah. You, know, you regulate
2: the lineup. You know. So look, as, as you as you said and it's brought, rightly so. You, I don't think there should be guns uh, pulled and, and, fo- and shots fired, but I-, I do agree that there should be some form of regular... I mean, people pay big money and to, to surf in these joints. Having said that, it's not just because you're the richest guy on the block doesn't give you the God-given right to surf the wave every day. So, look, yeah. it's an interesting topic for discussion. I'd like to invite our listeners out there to share their thoughts because, you know, this is a really interesting topic. Yeah, you, should- well,
1: you know, look, talking about regulating in Hawaii, how many times have you seen a gun pulled at a pipeline? in the crowd of about 100 people out there. I've never, ever seen anyone pull a, come down to the beach and shoot one into the crowd. I saw a
3: soccer referee pull a gun out of his pocket the <laughs> other day on the field.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but they, they deal with it in the
3: car park or on the sand, right?
2: Yeah. Well,
1: it's, that's it's right. What, Look,
2: I mean, you can't condone pulling a gun out, but, I, you know, as belting them or slashing their tyres
3: or doing whatever it is. That, I mean, is that, is that the, I don't think any of it's right. But is it a lack of respect? When, when it does get too crowded, is it, is it frustrations of it just a lack of respect? out yeah, in the water well, like i said which, which happens as well look at desert point now yeah well they we got to come they
1: got to come to some sort of agreement that's that's it the boat the camps and the and the boat captains and the owners and all that because it's in all their brochures pretty brochures they, you know, come and serve macaroni and HDs, uncrowded waves, and all this sort of stuff. So they gotta fix it before someone either gets hurt really bad or someone gets killed. That's the be all and end all, as far as I'm concerned. But boys, let me tell you something. It's been an amazing show. You guys have been absolutely on point. But you know, oh. we're gonna we're we are going to we we are
2: going to finish. Oh. With an on a, you know, on a downer. Now, listen. Let me tell on you something. D- when you get the podcast, which will be uh, in your uh, inbox on iTunes tomorrow, <laughs> I'm deleting that song. I'm making an executive I decision, mean, and tr- that song you turned is turned
1: gone it down for the first it minute was of dog the Dog shit. It was great. You know what? Because. <laughs> Everybody want to be somebody. So on that note, <laughs> thanks for joining the Carve Up for tonight, and we'll see you on our next show, whenever that might be—probably
3: uh, next week. Turn your, too, rad- turn your week. radios off now. All right,
1: you guys are gonna <laughs> love this song, and this one goes out to our two main listeners, our probably our two only two listeners, the Schmooze. Here we go. Everybody, see y'all later. Let's see yus later. <laughs>
5: Everybody wanna be a dope boy Everybody wanna be a coke boy Everybody got a job, Everybody get money Everybody said it from the hood Everybody real But they not, boy Every bitch said that She a bad bitch Everybody on Instagram Look rude. I ain't got Instagram Everybody said it started From the bottom Now they hit the top Go Really had crack in the 90s Really hit guns from my mama Nigga asked about me Money, weed, paint, pills, drink both coast meal I got full off the appetizer Bitch, I really got shooters Right beside me Really got groupies in the lot hooping in the highland, and I really got bazookas with solid silencers right at your medulla. I'm in ramen noodles on your collar. I'm a noobah like a Google with the chopper. Connoisseur, entrepreneur, pursuing every dollar till I got 'em. Got a cool nigga niggas who get it popping if it's popping. Y'all knew it, niggas ain't really popping. That's what's popping. Got a cool bitches come the pussy popping. That's what's popping. And we gon' do it big, astronomical, catastrophic. Everybody saying that they fucking everybody. Everybody saying that I'm fucking everybody. Everybody wanna be a dope boy. Everybody wanna be a coke boy. Everybody. Got a everybody get money. Everybody sit it from the hood. Everybody real. <laughs> but they not, boy. Every bitch said that she a bad bitch. Everybody. everybody on Instagram looking like they man Say this shit hurt started. for everybody. Everybody said it started from the bottom. Never. Fuck that, we still at the bottom. Anybody get it. 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 Had to leave the streets because everybody snitching. Why these niggas marry a stripper when they everybody bitches? My fault, ain't everybody been <laughs> Really got ponders in the fed. Really transition out of the street. Really, really got some bread. I'm a different type of nigga. I'ma play my position. I like different type of bitches. Paying mortgage and tuition. Why everybody trying to get lights? Trying to get follows. Never bad bitches. I'm everybody Neverbody living pound bliss. Hashtag nigga we, we made. It. When everybody got problems. I know a lot of rappers that broke. Living nope, nope. Waiting on the label, say go. Fuck that. I'm independent. Chill. People still me. winning. Now i am pull up in a white Ferrari. Lamb, I'm never getting screwed. Everybody wanna be a dope boy, everybody wanna be a coke boy, everybody got a job, everybody get money, everybody said it from the hood, everybody real, but they not, boy, Everybody bitch say that she a bad bitch, everybody on Instagram looking like they bad rich, but they not, everybody said it started from the bottom, then they get top. everybody, everybody, my turn, <laughs> everybody wanna say that. They the best rapper on earth uh. Too full of yourself Every day y'all suck Need a pat on the back Till y'all burn I've been getting money every day Since B4 rappers Started wearing these skirts And your girl say my dick Is like a 9 to 5 So every day I be putting in work Let's go Everybody ain't built For the spotlight Everybody ain't got this watch watch. Everybody got 99 problems, But ain't got sacks Like J.J. Watt I smoke that silver haze That train wreck That blueberry That blue cheese $1,000 $1,000 belt around my waist, motherfucker, y'all drag and fly. I'm Bruce Lee while I was on the fourth, y'all was on the third. Never slung a quarter, never slung a bird. But I kill any rapper sipping lean, smoking green on a hot 16, and that's my motherfucking word. Been gone too long, but I'm coming back around, so I'm guessing everybody can't catch up. How we go from an OG to the freshman class? Tell these niggas I'm next up. Uh. Everybody want to be a dope boy. Everybody want to be a coke boy. Everybody got a job. Everybody get money. Everybody sitting Everybody real, but they not, boy. Every bitch said that she a bad bitch. Everybody on Instagram looking like they mad rich, but they not. Everybody said it started from the bottom, then they in the top. I said this shit here for everybody, everybody.